Yo, yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? Yeah, man, what's going on, y'all? Sport well, coach, man. Yeah, this Folgers, man. Welcome to another episode of the Coffee Shop Podcast, episode twenty-eight. Getting close to that thirty mark, man. Yeah, yeah, we doing pretty good right now. To man, try. And if y'all listening to this, man, make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe, and share with one friend, man. I hope y'all having a wonderful day so far. I hope y'all. Are having a good weekend as well. Oh, today has been so good, bro. I don't, I don't think nobody. Yeah, it, today's been great. We just had a bunch of laughs for this show. Is hard and you know we got a bunch of shit to talk about today. Today has been so great, bro. It's gonna be a great episode, and not only that, we got a, got a couple of things coming up too soon. You know, but uh, I don't want to give it away too much. You know, got to. Yeah. Let's not give it away just yet. No, 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 no. Hold on to it. But thank y'all for tuning in. And let's get right to it, man. So, the Jets are 6-3. and three. Yeah. So Yeah. With Zach gonna, Wilson ass, too, though. I was going to be an asshole. I was going to pull up the clip where, I think about a few, episodes, a few episodes ago, you didn't even give us a chance to give us five wins. Oh, yeah. I was dying on that, <laughs> you know what? I was standing firm on that shit. I had no faith. I said, yo, Sauce Gardner is your best player. Still is. I beg to differ. Yeah, shit. I beg to differ. Yeah, okay. Okay, so. Sauce Gardner has locked up who? Gabe Davis. It's a list. It's a list. It's a whole list. Jamari Chase. Uh Uh-huh. He locked up um, Tyler Boyd. Mm Mm-hmm. He locked up, uh, who else did we play this year? Um, Maybe fucking put on sports limit. They got a whole list. Hell, we locked up the whole Green Bay Packers. Fair. That yeah. Yeah. We lock he locked up um Amari Cooper. That's your biggest yeah, one. He, yeah, he locked up Amari Cooper. He locked up uh who else? Uh, damn. No, 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 he he locked up Stefan Diggs. To a crisp too, boy. Yeah. He he locked he, he locked up Jalen Waddle as well. Mm-hmm. So and so you telling me he's not your best player? No. Crazy. No. Crazy. Quentin Williams is the third best defensive tackle in the league. So you want to do really? Quentin Williams is the third best defensive tackle in the league. And honestly, he's, he's I say, he's the second best player. Our best player is actually out for the year. Who's our uh, right guard, Elijah Vera Tucker? So I really can't believe you really yes. goddamn put golf sauce gardener behind. Bro, yes. Come on, bro. First of all, we first of all we had an offensive lineman who we drafted in the top fifteen. Okay. First he started out at left guard. Uh-huh. Then when the injury started happening on the offensive line, he played right tackle. He played left tackle. He played right guard. The only position he didn't play until he got injured for the rest of the season with his tricep was center. And still was the best offensive lineman in the league. So you're going to compare it to a skills player who's locked up the top, most of the top ten best receivers in the NFL. Because also Sauce Gardner also had some laps as well. Give us a fuck. He, you're, you, you really going to compare these lapses to a dude who has show, he's the most of nine lot. games. He has locked up the best, the most of the top ten best receivers in the NFL. But he's also a as rookie. As a rookie. As a rookie. He is also a rookie. So, listen to how you sound. <laughs> he's, he's also a rookie. Like, as, as a rookie, he is locked up all pro, all in the all worldly receivers. And you telling him as a rookie, he's still not your best. Not the best player on the team. Yeah, shit, not bro. Not the best. C.J. Mosley is top 10 in total tackles. Quentin Williams is top 10 in sacks of the season. I guess, bro. Maybe it's just maybe it's just he's the out, he's outbreak he's pretty much a outbreaking Ricky mm-hmm. who's and doing shit that you ain't really ain't supposed to start doing till year three six three a corner that is six three you really ain't supposed to be doing this shit till you're about till he's about year three year, by year three he's doing it year one and then I, not only that like he's actually doing not bad playing zone as well because you know him he's a man to man person. That's the best part. Yeah, and he's doing, and he's actually doing a pretty solid job in zone. And not only that, um, we have a killer defensive line as well. We got DJ Reed on the other side, the other corner. 
I hear you, man. You got jo- no fly zone for the rest of the season. No fly zone. That's fair to say, and, but and also we have personally, I think we have the best defense in the league. All of that you say, all that. Uh-huh. Whose name comes up on Sports Center ESPN? Sauce, Sauce Gardner. Gardner. But you because to he's say- marketable. That's why. Hey, fuck they, all that. They don't watch the fucking Jets games. Okay, they don't but watch them. The- He's but the most marketable. Say, okay, he is marketable, but you cannot sit here and say he's he is the best, damn near. He is the, not the best player on the team. If you're talking to anybody else, they're going to say he's No, he's not. Okay, I'll, pull it up. Matter of fact, I'm going to put a poll. I'm going to pull a poll. Yes, at the, at pull the, it up. At the, at the end of this episode, and also I'm going to let him run for a whole week. Is, the, is Sauce Gardner the best Jets player on the team? They're it's gonna tell you. They, I promise no. you. Even a casual is gonna tell you. It's no, hell no. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I promise you. I ain't afraid. doing this shit. This is early. You early? You starting this fuck shit? Yep. I'm telling you right now. I guarantee you, a casual will say South Gardner is the best in the film. Bet I'm about to make the, this film. I'm, to, I'm <laughs> yeah. niggas don't even watch the damn game. Just like fucking Stephen A. <laughs> Here's my beef with this nigga right here. Okay. In the season, he's been shitting on us. Yes, he's been shitting on us. Nobody watched the Jets. The Jets fucking stink. The Jets just blah blah blah. Okay, they said Jets stink. Oh no, now no, he no. I said at the beginning of the season. At the beginning, beginning, the beginning. Now all of a sudden we started winning. Oh, you know they're okay team. They not bad. They got some young guys. Matter of fact, when we beat the fuck out the Packers, yeah. He talked more about how Aaron Rodgers was doing bad instead of how we shut them niggas down. Oh, tough. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga didn't give us one credit, not one bit, for shutting Aaron Rodgers down. But he kept saying Aaron Rodgers was overthrowing passes. The receivers need to catch. No, them niggas fucking suck and we shut them down. That is ridiculous, bro. No, they ain't got the Packers ain't got the receivers, by no means. Which means I mean that means annihilation for a top tier defense. So that pretty much proves how good the Jets are. Like I said, that's yes. annihilation. Because like I said, if if like for the people arguing about fucking, that was that that was after, one ass. After them. after after the first drive, that was it. That was literally it. No fly zone was in full effect. Full effect, and even then, to even go further on, they're the biggest surprise of the season so far. And other surprises that caught me off guard besides the Jets being 6-3 is the Raiders being trash. Um, the whole NFC South being shitty. What other surprises caught you off guard since I mean, the season started? Uh-huh. Since, especially now since we're halfway into the season. Right. What surprises um, have you observed so far throughout the season? So me personally, mm-hmm. if we're talking about if we're talking about just generally, right? Mm-hmm. Player, okay. team, whatever comes to your mind. The Bucks, definitely. Uh, uh, Los Angeles Rams, the LA Rams, the big they've been my biggest biggest ones. Now, my surprises: the Giants. Yes. The, yeah, the Giants, the fucking Jets, and the Miami Dolphins. Because, you mind you. You surprised about the Dolphins? This episode, when we were talking, when you sat here and talked, you yeah, said yeah, you're talking uh, to yeah. we were going to do shit. Now, look at them. Fucking the Cheetah is on set on pace to reach 2,000 yards receiving. Bro, you, as long as you do majority of the job, they're going to meet you halfway. I'm not surprised just because of the the weapons that they have. I'll give you another one that surprised me. Okay. The Seahawks. Oh, hell yeah. They, they, With Geno Smith. Fucking Geno. Bruh, listen. You know who he has 70% of his passes, bro? Which is wild. I think that's the biggest surprise to everybody at age 33 at that. Wait, Geno's 33? He's doing all this at 33. He's 33? What the fuck? 
Damn, I'm old. I remember when we drafted him. He's doing all of this at age of 33. Now, mind you, if somebody stands, if I if if, if I'm wrong, if I'm off, I may be off by his age. Now we're uh-huh. gonna verify. Right. But either way, he's still over 30. He's oh, oh fucking yes. Yeah, exactly. That was young. He's 32. 32. 32. Still. He's doing all this at 32, completing 70% of his pass, and they're winning. What does that say about Russell Wilson then? Because they're doing well. And not only that, it's the, it's literally the same team. Only thing you just took away was just Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson. Now the Broncos are now they make the Broncos a disappointment because they're supposed to annihilate people. You getting your ass whooped. I don't think the team likes Russell Wilson. I don't think they like playing with him. Okay. Tell me why. Cause mind you, I I've I've kinda i I'm trying to figure out why. Cause I remember it was one play he he looked off a receiver. I can't remember I can't remember the guy's name. He looked off a receiver. Uh-huh. Receiver's throwing his helmet in the fucking bleach in the fucking bench. I know shit. exactly which one you're talking about. It was a uh, it was a Thursday night game. It was them against the uh I think it was the Chargers. It was some AFC team. KJ Hamler was open on the slant route. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson didn't even look his way. He was looking at either Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton coming across on the post route. Staring him down directly. So already three people around him. Russell Wilson still threw it. Not knowing that if he would have looked him off and looked at KJ Hamler, I might get the receiver name wrong, but looked at him on the right-hand side, it's wide open on that slant route. Uh. Wide the fuck open. Then once Russell, I think either incomplete or threw an interception, that's when he threw his helmet down because he was he was pissed. But if you look at if you observe the body language, if you observe the press conference, if you observe especially like after the games, observe the body language of the players, they don't really fuck with Russell Wilson like that. Dang it! I mean, but this is mean the struggles. I mean, constantly, but they blame Sierra for this because what does she got to do with it? She's not out there catching passes and making tackles and calling shitty offensive plays. Before she came around, this was never a thing. You never heard of any of this. Half the stuff we hear from him now didn't start happening until she came around. And that's just me speaking for those who've, who've said this numerous, numerous times. That was just saying. That Russell started acting funny. Yep. Soon he started, soon as he got a whole relationship. This is this is the same thing about how you say Kyler Murray don't start throwing interceptions, start having bad games. After when Call, Call of, of Duty. Duty, same thing. Damn near the same shit. <laughs> so what you say is it's because of So what you do then, you know, tell Sierra uh, back the fuck off? If you look in the po- the, in the portfolios with the pictures they take, uh huh, you see his face. It ain't all that great. It's not all that great. So, probably end up like a Tom Brady. Go ahead and snippy snip snip, boy. Get the, get back to football. So mm-hmm. you better do it, cause Tom Brady sure did it. Edgeoga chose come chose to go come back and compete over his marriage. I don't know. I, I would if I knew the season was gonna end like this. I would have just stayed in my marriage. Hey, bro. <laughs> I would have just stayed. I wouldn't have came back. That's me, bro. Yeah. I would have just. I would have just left it just like it is, and more than likely, him going back is why they're getting divorced. Yeah. They thought they finally got him. He finally right off to the sunset. You have your family. It's gonna be all good now. You can go on NFL Countdown and be a fucking analyst. Actually, he has a job at Fox Sports as an analyst once he retires. And he signed a 10-year, I think it's a 10-year deal. So why the hell did you get this go do that? You you had to come back to this? Yes. Come on, bro. And not only that, your top three offensive linemen is out. Chris Godwin did come back to like week four or five. So you've been with... Mike Evans, who's been inconsistent. Uh, Cameron Bray that you don't throw to. Uh, Otto, who's just now coming onto the scene. Julio, who's in and out the lineup, who has been a story for the past three seasons. Three seasons. Um, Scotty Miller, who gets spotty playing time. But even right. then, he dropped a 
crucial pass. Luckily, they won the game anyway against the Rams. Right. Um, you didn't bring back um, Pierman, um, Bashar Pierman. You didn't bring him back. Antonio Brown, we already know that situation. Gronk retired. Um, then on the defensive side, you already lost to Dominican So You lost um, Jordan Whitehead. And it's like, and then only that, you and your head coach got into it, and you for, pretty much forced your head coach out. Now he's in the front office. So why come back? Why? <laughs> like, all, all of this was already happening. And then even towards the end of the season, you, you saw the decline. You slick already saw it. And even coming into the season, you know, that team was already holding on for dear life of whatever is left over of that Super Bowl. Holding on for dear life. You could have just retired, left it alone. Yeah. And, and, and you'd be good. But shit, if that, do you, huh? Do you think he's done after this year? Yes. There's already rumors that started within week two that this is his last season. Mm, sounds like, it, sounds familiar, don't yeah, it? Yeah, there's already, those those rumors circulate. I remember Jay Glazer reported it. He reported, he said that um, this is Tom, this is more likely Tom Brady's last season. He, he might as well because yeah, and, and he's you don't want to come back and have a year, another a second season of this of this type of crap. You might as well just leave it let leave it be. And then knowing that his contract is also up at the end of the season, so. Mm-hmm. Another team, another team. I ain't about to hold you. That um, really disappointed me. Actually, I won't even say team player. I would say that disappointed me is um. What's his face? Jonathan Taylor. The running back for the Indianapolis Colts. How? You led the league in rushing last year. He did. Now, granted, you've been in and out the lineup, but you've been very inefficient this season. Would you call it sophomore slump? Yeah. I'll call it that, but also the team being worse this season than it was last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. So I remember before the season started, me and my me and my counselor, we had a conversation about football. So me, I was riding the Indianapolis train. Yeah. I said, listen, Matt Ryan still got some arm left. He's terrible. <laughs> now that yeah. joke is terrible. Now yeah. But coming to the season, I was like, Matt Ryan got some arm left, Carson Wentz's ass. The defense is solid enough. You got the best running back in the league at the time. Um, you know, Matt Ryan should be able to get the job done. So my counselor was like, yeah, but you got to think about the receivers. You got to think about the defense. You got to think about the offensive line, coach, all this, that, third. And me, I'm talking shit. I'm like, nah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm all in for it. Matt Ryan's been asked. The offensive line's been shitty. Frank Wright got fired. Oh, yeah, he got fired. And right. the next surprise, fucking Jeff Saturday. Are you surprised, though, because he knows the team, he knows the offense. You was just on first take last week debating. I know, but I'm saying that only happened because of close friends instead of exercising the Rooney rule, which they immediately talked about right after, right after he got the job. They said, no, there's no hate, no shade. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. But you instantly gave him the job or interviewing other candidates. And it's like, so there's probably people at home probably like, bro, I'm a good candidate for this job. You give it to a guy who hasn't had who doesn't have any experience other than high school football. And even then he had a losing record. And then you choose him. Really? I was texting one of my homies this. And I asked him, I said, I want to make sure I'm not geeking. When you fire a coach you hire somebody from within the organization, within the current coaching staff, to take over for the rest of the season. Yeah. And then after the season, that's when you evaluate. You do what you need to do. Right. Correct me if I'm correct me if I'm wrong. No, exactly how it usually goes. But we've seen weird hires over the last three years. So 
can't say you can't be too surprised. Because it started with Sean McVay. Sean McVay wasn't even, I don't think he was even an offensive coordinator before he just got the head coaching gig. Yeah, but outside of him and the success he has, everybody besides him has duped it. Yes. I think the bit, the worst one was uh, not Starkeesian. Um, for the car, the head coach for the Cardinals. Oh, Kingsbury. Kill Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Even even then, that was a red flag because the only thing he has on his resume was, oh, I got three Heisman, um, three Heisman winners, as quarterbacks, and they went number one overall in the draft. But in Texas Tech, you had a losing record. Yep. Now mind you, they all went to Oklahoma. Any difference? So he can't take credit for that. No. They love him and went to fucking Oklahoma. Yeah. So So what does that say about you? You're a shitty coach. Yes. Everybody who's left you and went to Oklahoma became a Heisman winner. That says a lot about you. So then then on top of that, you got one you got a Heisman trophy winner and you went in the bed with him. I would say he's not even being used properly, to say the least. So to to put it out, not to say he's exempt of blame, but he's not getting the right coaching for him to be successful at that level, at this level, because he's like five seven, five nine, or something, something like that. that. He's somewhere around our height. What the fuck you doing? Got him under center. Just, 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 that. just run spread. See, I don't understand. Literally just run spread. You run a play action pass with a guy who's 5'9". And his center is like, what, 6'4", 6'5", yeah. or something like yes. that? So your head is probably literally on his ass. Yes. Run spread. Please. It makes no sense, bro. Do he got an arm? Yes. yes. But you're not utilizing it properly. So, what you... Go somewhere. Just, just, just go somewhere, bro. <laughs> go back to college. Yes. Please go back to college. Another surprise, um, as well, is actually this is not a surprise because I called it earlier. The Vikings being, I think they're seven and one right now. Oh, you see Demarcus Cousins with his five chain. Yeah, the, uh-huh. he's leveling up. He <laughs> one chain, two chains. Now he's up to five. Yeah. He got a little dance now. Yeah. Shirtless. Yeah. You see him doing a little dance now. Yeah. I said, okay, I feel it. Put that shit on. Yep. Put that shit on. <laughs> <laughs> he was joking pretty good, to be honest. Yeah. With you. I they, they've been, because I, I remember, I'm like, I said that early season, I was like, yo, they won in the division just off the strength of Devontae Adams leaving the NFC North. Oh, yes. That was, that was blatant as sunny day. Because once I saw Aaron Rodgers constantly blame the media and Kirk Cousins just kept winning, besides the Sunday night game, he laid the egg against the Eagles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. other than that, yeah, I was like, yeah, the, the Vikings aren't, the Vikings are winning this division. They're going to run, they're going to run away with the division the same way the Packers did for like 10 plus years. I say the Falcons are uh, surprised too, because I expected them to be so terrible. They're actually not bad this season. No. They're actually not. Once they put Desmond Ritter in the game and put Super Mario on the bench, they're going to be all right. Because I had Kyle Pitts on my fantasy team last year. He's pretty much a fucking wide receiver. Why are you having him block 30 times a game? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, that sounds so good. Why, why is Kyle Pitts blocking for 30 plays out the game? Yeah. It sounds so bad when and then, it. <laughs> it does. And then not only that, okay, he, you got him one-on-one on the outside with a safety. I don't even care who's on the other side. I don't care if it's Drake London. I don't care who the other receiver is. I got Kyle Pitts on the damn safety. I'm taking that one-on-one every time. Oh, yeah. They don't even look his way. Not so I said they do not look his way whatsoever. And then the red zone is even worse because it's like, how do you not utilize someone of that talent? So Arthur Smith going to have to kind of hold the L for not utilizing Kyle Pitts. I'm going to say it like this, bro. 
They could be better. But I'm just gonna be happy with the fact they even do they even doing well because I really expected them to be like two. Yeah, I expect them to be <laughs> shitty, and I expect Desmond Ritter to be in. But the the tanker will start. Yeah, it's because they're four and six right now. Like, they'll be like seven to ten at the end of the year. The tanking will begin. Yeah, like I expect them to be so fucking terrible. It's ridiculous. Now, speaking of terrible, oh god, let me, listen. I stand to be corrected. Uh huh. Okay. The Lakers are so bad. <laughs> I'm not even a Laker fan. <laughs> I don't claim them. I'm not even a LeBron James fan. I never claimed to be. Right. Never. Ever since last week, last episode, when I told you that they showed it on the fucking halftime highlights. I can't remember who was it was going for a layup. You know, LeBron James is more so known for the chase down blocks on defense on the right. fast break, right? Right. You see LeBron James with this man step for step. Uh-huh. I could never get past it after that. That joker looked, that joker took off with Buddy when he went for the layup, and he didn't even attempt the block. He just flew through the fucking air, bro. I said, bro, <laughs> he's done. what the fuck? He's done. <laughs> what the fuck? He's done. <laughs> it. it was an easy block, too. That would made it so fucking terrible. It was an easy block. He didn't even go to block it. He just flew through the fucking air, bro. I said, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then what makes it so bad, his stat line says otherwise. If you go look at his stat line, the last... Three, four games. Uh-huh. You think what I said didn't even fucking happen. Stat padding. That's the thing. He didn't even stat padding. <laughs> he didn't even take that many shots. You would think he stat padding if he getting about 30-some attempts. About 22, 20. 18. And he's still getting about 27. So if he's doing that, Mm-hmm. And the team is terrible. It's like, for one, LeBron James should be t- playing no fucking thirty-five minutes a game. That's just preposterous. He's yeah, twenty. That's that's horrendous. Yeah. Okay. That speaks to Darvin Ham and the Rob organization. Mm-hmm. Now, the only one positive thing out of that entire fucking debacle. Mm-hmm. You got Westbrook coming off the bench. Hey, Finally. And still, he get, he's he's putting up good numbers off the bench. He's still getting his fucking minutes, too, and it's, it works. That's the crazy part. He's still getting his minutes off the bench. And so that solves one issue. Now is the other issue. Shooting. I'm glad you brought that crap <laughs> Shooting. up. Shooting. I'm so glad you brought that up because, listen... Before we started this show, I was just going through it, just looking at them and stuff. And, you know, I just wanted to, I just had to guess, because it's, it's a lot of them. Because Carmel Anthony must be in bad shape with LeBron James and organization, bro. Uh-huh. He got to, right? Right. Because, except for the, excluding the Kyrie situation, which we're going to get to mm-hmm. later on. As of yesterday... The Lakers front office doesn't believe that Buddy Hill and Miles Turner would make them contenders. You meant to tell me a young big man who could play the five, mm-hmm. can shoot from the outside, mm-hmm. and could block shots, and a shooter, a three and D player. Not just a three and D player, because I went to I went to detail about this. Yeah. The man shoots thirty seven percent from th- the man shoots thirty seven. I think between thirty seven thirty nine percent from three. And you don't think you'll make he'll make that team? They will make that team better. Meanwhile, that's one. Mm-hmm. 
They still explore. They still, they still, you know, looking at trades for Westbrook. They still doing that. But I get to those in a second. Mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony wants to sign with a new team this week. You said he wants to sign. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. If I'm the Knicks, I'll go get him. Not even that. Jay Crowder will be traded this week. I don't understand why he wants out of Phoenix. It ain't it. I don't even think he can get along with the coach staff. I think, I think that's it, bro. That's it. You you said that shit last year. After this year, I, it probably ain't going to be it, bro. Like, they're going to have to do some reconstruction. Because even with, I think, either Cameron Payne or Cam Johnson's injury, right. Jay Crowder still never stepped foot on the court yet. Then you got Draymond Green and LeBron James have been in contact with the last couple of days, potentially talking about teaming up. Which would make no sense because where's the floor spacing? Mm-hmm. And then not only that, who's taking the pay cut? Somebody got to. <laughs> who's, ta- who's, who's taking the pay cut? And then Bleacher Report suggests that the Lakers trade Anthony Davis for Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. Which would make no sense. Because one, where's the floor spacer? And Technically, then, he's your floor spacer. Who, Draymond? Clay's your floor spacer. Yeah, but Clay is also what thirty-three. I can't yeah. say that he's not the same. It's hard to say he's not the same. He's technically still the same. He's going through struggles right now. Which I, which I could definitely understand, but also, the roster is already old enough as it is. So you're going to give away Anthony Davis, who. I think just hit 30 this season. The number two best pop. Technically. Yeah. Despite how terrible the team is, he's still by far the number two best power forward in the NBA. Who's number one? Oh, Giannis. Yeah. I asked my own question. Yeah. But still, even then, that makes no sense. Because once again, you have an older Clay Thompson and then you have an older Draymond Green. Yes. And once again, where's where's your floor spacing? Now, with all that, now with all this being said, right? Right. You won't make that trade for Buddy Hill to Miles Turner, but yeah, you started complaining about how terrible the season is. We've always saw you grab you grab your groin area, have issues with your foot. You went from attacking the paint to jacking up threes. Now, mind you, he, last the other night he shot four for nine. If he could just keep it at four for nine every game for the rest of the season, uh-huh. he will have one of the top three-point percentages in the league if he keep it at four for nine. But we all know he ain't going to do that. No. All he's going to do is post up. Uh some type of fancy dunk on the fast break and then um, give a half-ass effort on right, defense. Right, right. Well, we're talking about strictly just shooting the ball. Oh, strictly just shooting? Yeah, that one, yeah. Four for nine. That's good on most nights. Yeah, especially for someone like him who's not really known as a shooter to start with. Yes. Now, I'd say that if he was to keep it that way, that would make a difference, but, yeah. but not so much. No, but it'd make something, but it's not looking, it's not looking too good. And then not only that, I also need a reminder that the Pelicans have their pick this year. So the fact that they're shitty this year, on the year that there's is Victor Victor Wimbayama and then Scoot Henderson, and you decide to be terrible this season where you don't have your draft pick, yeah, this ain't a good look for it's you. It's very bad, bro. It's so terrible. I was thinking about that yesterday, bro. You about to give away your top guys to already contending teams on the low. Like yep. <laughs> just keep it real. But you know what? They got that ring. They got that Mickey Mouse ring. You sick you sac you sacrificed a whole lot for that bubble ring. That's just like the Buccaneers sacrificing Jameis, kicking him to the curb and bringing in Tom Brady. Yeah, he's 40, 43 at the time. Just like with the Rams. 
gave away a bunch of first round picks and got Jalen Ramsey and got uh, Matthew Stafford and all that other stuff. Yep. And now they suffering. You know, you, you gotta live with it. You. The only team I say that did it right is the Bucks. Oh yeah, they, for they, sure. They they did give away a lot of picks for Drew Holiday, but they kept that roster under control and kept together, which makes them instant contenders again this year. And until Giannis Antetokounmpo leaves the Bucks, they will be my pick every season. To which win. will never, which will never go any. That was not going anywhere anytime soon. Now, with that being said, right, right. Kyrie still. Kyrie, at least in trade talks, I give him that. Despite oh. what's going, despite what's been happening lately, he's been popping up in trade conversations. Wait, people are tr- trying to trade for Kyrie. Uh, the Pelicans are interested in trading for him. The Pelicans, yep. In Ooh. which, in which, the Pelicans would get him and send a day run sharp for. Dyson Daniels, Giannis, uh, Jonas Valachunas, and Devontae Graham. And two first-round picks to get him. Oh, no. I ain't about to hold you. If I'm Joe Sy or Sean Marks, no. Either Brandon Ingram. Which was not, it's not happening. It's exactly. It's, it's <laughs> exactly. not happening. Get that up, bro. <laughs> okay, you ain't going to give me Zion? Okay, what about Brandon Ingram? Okay, what about? Are you trying? Or are you trying to trade star for star? They not gonna do that. Exactly. <laughs> They're not gonna do that, bro. Oh, that shit sounds good. That's a pipe dream. They not about to do that. Exactly. Like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not for now. Me. Now I will say your Knicks, your Knicks is in the in trade talks though, because the Knicks are trying to trade for either Westbrook by giving up. Get the up fuck the, out of here. Yep, they still are. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Because your Derrick Rose says his role is unknown with the Knicks, and he's already been on the trade block with them for quite some time now. So that's kind of like, you know, touch on here and there. But yes, the Knicks have just offered the Lakers a trade for Russell Westbrook. This was yesterday. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> We're six and six. <sighs> yeah, but the, yeah, but the, the, yeah. But you're two people. Mm-hmm. So now I get to revisit this and talk my shit now. <laughs> you're two people who you defended. I told you both of those jokers to be gone. <laughs> you said you had faith in them. You think I faith in them now? Yes. They're trying to trade for us book right now. Which is stupid. Okay. But this is because you have faith in these people. They just this... showed you why you shouldn't have <laughs> no, faith in them. No. No. First of all. Oh, bro. Come on, I'm bro. I'm not paying somebody $44 million to come off the bench. <laughs> shit, I'm, shit. I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not but, doing it. But but the Knicks is, is willing to do so. I'm t- <laughs> right now, bro. Like I ain't about to hold you. Like well, I've been watching a little bit of the Knicks here and there. Okay. We're good enough to make the play in. Westbrook is not going to move the needle. And even then, <laughs> even when they trade for Westbrook, <laughs> you 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 still. You're gonna change your mind. I'm not. They they get Westbrook and win your Gabriel, winning Gabriel and one first round pick. The Lakers receive Derrick Rose, Cam Reddish, and Evan Fournier. Yeah. You still want to say that? Yeah, I got faith in my DM. They good. You after after hearing that, you still want to say that. But what would be the point of give? What would be the point of that trade? Like, if you if the goal is to make the playoffs, yeah, then you could slick make that without that kind of a trade. You if, could. If your goal is okay to win the finals, which you know is a pipe dream, Westbrook's not going to move the needle. Not even once. I'm, I'm so missing. so. What is the point of even entertaining bringing in Westbrook besides for a star power and tickets? Like you just said, star power. Then that's the case. Then fire tips. Because right now, I think he wore his welcome. Yeah. One can say he he did. Yeah, he wore his welcome. Fire him. Bring in the coach that actually develops young guys like Kenny Atkinson. 
I've been the advocate for him for longest. He need to come to the Knicks. That's probably yeah. If that happens, you better not see no uh, Kevin Durant in that guy in that dang on talk. I don't give a fuck about Kevin Durant. He could stay in Brooklyn, far as I'm concerned. I'm I'm cool with the team now because at least they won't quit. But who's to say Kevin Durant won't try to come? No, you can stay over there. You had a chance two, three summers ago. And then you said in an interview that the Knicks aren't cool. Who wants to go to the Knicks? And the thing is, though, right? So no. eat a dick. No. Stay over Fair. there. Stay over there in Brooklyn. Now, with all that being said, you know, you got the Lakers receiving calls and Westbrook availability. Because he's, he's coming off the bench now. So I remember I remember we talked about it a few episodes ago. Now since he came, he's coming off the bench. Yep. He's starting to play good. Yeah. Increase his trade value. Mm-hmm. Okay, well let's go ahead and get you out of here. Oh, so now you're trying to package him up to get him. Yeah, get that's him out of that's what because okay. the whole deal was to trade him anyway. Yeah. But nobody wanted Westbrook because nobody had a starting spot for him. Now since everything's more clear, he nobody has a starting spot for him. Especially with forty four million dollars. Now he's shown that he's willing to come off the bench and actually still produce. Now teams are willing to take a flyer on him because he could come off the bench and he can go ahead and score and rebound and assist against these second teamers compared to, well, fuck. We don't have a point guard. Do we really want to trade for a $44 million point guard, especially who shoots like an average of 28% from three? Okay, fair point. Fair point taken. Yeah, so 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 now he's showing that he's willing to come off the bench, and now teams like, all right, cool, we'll, we'll fucks with him. Now, you know what makes this even more damning? What's that? The Lakers took the Kyrie trade off the, off the table. It was recently on the table. And they took it off? They took it off per LeBron James because of the post on Twitter. Yes. So... Let me, let me get this straight. So the Lakers and the Nets was talking about a trade for Kyrie. Doing this whole thing, yep. LeBron not only threw Kyrie under the bus, mm-hmm. but also doubled down in the tweet. Yes. Then the Lakers said, never mind, we're not going to trade for him. Yep. So in other words, LeBron fucked this whole shit up. By throwing Kyrie under the bus. You let, have one, let, one, let that sink in because you, I said, I, listen. <laughs> you have one dumb motherfucker to be doing that. You want to win, but you, but you, you said it before the show started. Sponsorships. <laughs> got to protect those sponsorships. They ask you, you got to go ahead and do that kowtow because that's what they rest called it. I ain't going to lie. I first heard about it. Yeah, that's, you, you playing now. Yeah. You pandering, brother. Count you be count out and protect your damn sponsorships and shit. You're a billionaire. I'm looking at like dude, you're a dude, you worth a billion. Mm-hmm. God knows how much money you got at this point, bro. You could have just pulled the I'm just here so I don't get fined. No comment. Sometimes I wish Kyrie just do that shit. I'm just here so I don't get fined, bro. <laughs> it's so easy to do. It really is. Or just give cookie cutter answers. Yes. I would, bro, if it was me, I'd be hard ass. I'm just here so I don't get fined. That's so, like, um, you know, we're all aware of the Kyrie situation and now the things that Kyrie has to do now to get back on the team, quote unquote, which includes what, half a million dollars to a, don't, with, to a foundation. Coincidentally, the foundation said, we don't want the money. Yeah, that's crazy. The yep. Found, yep, the foundation literally said, we do not want the money. Then you got to attend some sensitivity class. And if you don't do it by like sometime next week, we're recording this on a Saturday, but sometime next week, you're off the team. Everybody pretty much confirmed that shit ain't happening. The average person looked at this shit like, you've got to be out your mind if you think I'm about to take a sensitivity class, anti-Semitic class. Go to Jews and beg. That's, that's that's blatantly what it's called. You try to rewrite that shit. Uh-huh. Call it call to call it something else. Nope. Us people live in the real world. Gonna call it exactly what it is. You're saying he's got to go to Jews and beg, mm-hmm. beg for forgiveness, then, in order for you to go back to doing what you loved, which was play basketball. Yes. 
It's like all because he posted a tweet of a wet for of, of a anti-Semitic film, which by all accounts, for some of you who don't know or refuse to understand, it was number six best selling on Amazon before he even posted the tweet, bro. It's already was there. And the thing is, he didn't even say anything. He even said it was he wasn't anti-Semitic, but you know some of y'all y'all don't give a fuck. You're still gonna say he shouldn't have posted it. That's why you posting this promoting it. How is showing is showing awareness. He told he he said it. The tweet is there. He even explained it in the interview that it wasn't there to promote anything. He's basically showing the truth and awareness show what's really going on. You hearing that. You even got the commissioner Adam Adam Silver actually backing him up saying, No, he's not anti Semitic. Yeah, well he's yeah, you know, he did tweet that, but he's not anti Semitic. You have the commissioner backing up Kyrie Irving. And I think what pisses people off the most, especially most black folks, with the exception of the how did Scoob say it? Y'all don't know Scoobs. Y'all people know Scoobs, it don't matter. How did Deontay tell us? Um the ultra-aggressive super pro-blacks? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to y'all. You're saying... You, you're pretty much saying that, uh, bro. It's offensive. It's so sensitive. It's the emasculation of a black man on national television. What are you talking about? But yet, Miles, Tur- Miles Leonard... Two seasons ago, you said anti-Semitic slur. Said it live on stream. And y'all kicked him out the league immediately. Didn't make didn't make it didn't make national television. No. Like you heard you heard it one time. Actually twice. And after that, that was it. You haven't heard anything since then. Now all of a sudden you got Kyrie, who's a bigger name. And who's actually the an NBA um, Players Association president. Right. Now you want to use him as an example, just a dragon and embarrassing. Over something that was half half of, of offensive as what Miles Leonard said. Miles Leonard actually said it. And then just went on about his business like it was nothing. All Kyrie did was just post a tweet of a movie. No caption anything. Just posted a tweet. And now you want sensitivity class, donation. You got to do blah, 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 blah. It's exactly what I said prior to starting the show. If I'm him, I'm going live on Instagram or I'm going live on Twitch because he got a Twitch. I'm retiring. On Monday. I already made my millions over the last 10 years, bro. With my shoe deals and my contracts. I've made enough money where I can say goodbye tomorrow. So all these super ultra sensitivity individuals. Mm-hmm. You're still broke. You're still going to go get up and go to work tomorrow. And do the same thing as if this should never happen. And we're going to go into the coming months. After he retires, because more than likely he's going to retire. Yeah. And you, who was so going so hard in the paint, all of you, you're going to forget it. Because you're being, you're being outraged right now. You're being ultra-sensitive. You're going to forget it right now. You're still going to do the same things. You're going to go to the same jobs, talking about the same people. Pay the same bills, watch the same TV shows, live the regular life that you was living. Yep. While the guy who you wanted to counsel thought you was going to ruin... His life just keeps on going. Right. And so, you know, with Kyrie, like, I'm going to play God's advocate on this. All right. So, while, you know, the I never saw the movie, I never read the book. While it was anti-Semitic, you have to realize that you work for somebody. And so, when you first start a job, they give you these guidelines of, okay, best practices for social media, um, best practices for handling yourself in public because now you're representing the company that you work for. Right. Just like with you, you represent whatever company you work for. I represent whatever company I work for. Kyrie is the same thing. So 
you still have to be mindful of everything that you say and everything that you do, especially when it comes to social media. Absolutely. And so until he retires from the NBA and no longer works for the NBA, there's still certain fine lines that you can't cross, especially as, as a black man, you know, any, and as an athlete. Because anything you say can will be used against you. I wouldn't even say I said as a black athlete. Period. The words of Shannon, the words of others like Jay Williams and others. We the ones got to kowtow, pander, go do all the extra stuff just to take care of and feed our families. Mm-hmm. While others who are not black get to do the same, do the same and perform the same actions that are deemed wrong. Right. Right. We with but no penalty. The worst you get is some is some consequence, but it's not it's miniature. It's not the same as public emasculation. Nothing tops public emasculation. No. You instead of coming for him, the guy who posted the tweets, you won't even go after the guy who's selling it, making money off of mm-hmm. Jews pain. But see, my thing is. They know that they know better to go for Jeff Bezos. Why? His pockets are deep. Oh yeah, you got money. You could do it whatever you want. There's it is so deep, and they said they sent letters. That man gonna wipe his behind with them letters. He don't give a fuck. The letters don't even make it to him. Yes, they'll, they'll make it to his secretary. That's what I'm saying. I said, bro, I think it's him, just like Brett Favre. Brett Favre stole money from poor people. And you jokers worrying about what Kyrie said. Well, really? And it's funny because something new came out and it only been mentioned one time. Company, it was a company, two companies that Brett Favre was heavily invested in. Yeah. They received those funds um, from during that scandal. Aha. Uh-huh. So for you people who going so hard in the paint for Kyrie, think about that. You have Brett Favre. Brett Favre steals money from poor people in Mississippi. He did it for quite some time. He even took having the money to fund Mississippi State. It was not Mississippi State, but uh, Southern Miss. Yeah. But you weren't about a tweet mm-hmm. for a black man. Yep. Who originally posted a tweet for awareness. And y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Yes. So I'm reading this article from, from Yahoo. And it said that the state of Mississippi suing two companies backed by former NFL quarterback Brett Favre for allegedly taking millions of dollars in welfare funds. So one company is called Prevacus, and the other one's called Pressel MD. Right. And they've been accused of receiving those money, receiving the money that Brett Favre was given to them from the welfare uh, scandal. He gets to do that with no punishment. You even see it on Twitter. He made a video. People back Facebook, him. Facebook, yeah. Yeah, can I tag you with it? I was like, really? I took a sigh. I did. I took a sigh. And I was like, I started to text you, but I, I didn't. Guys, I want to say before the show. <laughs> I said, though, that's more proof that you're being black as a black man. Right. Mm-hmm. We are at the bot. We are at the bottom. The rules and regulations are not the same. Not being held to the same standard, which is which is which is what I really should say. Mm-hmm. You got people make anti-Semitic quotes, racist statements, politically as well. Mm-hmm. You even got black athletes who who kowtow and push the same shit. They'll be there here to sit here and say here and see this person do and say these things and don't say nothing too much. You talking about Shaq? Well, I ain't talking about I'm talking about Stack Five too. Steve oh, <laughs> Steve, Steve Jackson. Jackson. Yep. Fake outrage. I ain't gonna go that deep into it, but you, yeah. <laughs> so you got these type of individuals mm-hmm. and they pushing these narratives and you add to these narratives. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you can't start telling the truth and start being honest to try to help anybody or they start, you find out very quickly 
who's really the pro-black and who's fake pro-black. It exists everywhere. Because the same people who you claim should be held accountable, they're not going to do it. No. And I'm looking at it like that same person who you can't go at, you ain't going to do it because that you, you basically saying that person got more power over you. Even goes further off topic about the shit. Not off topic, but like in relation to this. Uh-huh. Because Kyrie's even attached to the other shit with Kanye West. You got two you got two black dudes hopping on Fox News trademarking White Lives Matter t-shirts that Kanye West wore who had no plans on selling the shirts, right? Right. They asked both of them, hey, what are you planning on doing with the trademark? Oh, nothing, because you, you, you just want to protect the territory. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Are you stupid? That's exactly what you told black folks. Not Negroes, because there's a big difference. Right. For people who are not black, that's who us regular black folks understand. There's a big difference. There's Negroes, and then there's black people. Negroes do shit like that. You so fucking programmed, you go get your ass on Fox News, on national television, and say you want to protect others other races basically you want to go you want to step you want to step that far off the line it's already been proven our likeness we're not profiting off our likeness we're not even profiting off our culture there is people or other races like whites and jews making money off our shit yet somebody like how we speak on it and we're ready to cancel him yes yet Kanye West did it with a single, just by wearing a shirt, showing. You got black folks going so far in the paint to defend people who aren't black to spite him mm-hmm. when they eat, you pretty much just told you pretty much just told people who ain't black that hey, appreciate you. They say in the background, thank you. We're going to continue to make money off y'all. Mm-hmm. Thank you for allowing us to continue to make money off y'all. Y'all shouldn't make no money. you saying y'all better at making money off us than our own people. Mm-hmm. That's pretty what you're doing. You, finesse, you pretty much finesse your way into a situation where you can do the very thing that they do to us. And you choose to say, you say you're going to do nothing with it. Dumbasses. Oh, dumbass ain't the <laughs> I see some people <laughs> call them way worse than that, bro. It's like... You done cracked the cheat code, and you're going to do nothing about it. Yes. You're going to tell me you made a blueprint of how you can make money off white people and Jews, but you're not going to do anything. That's like a bit, you, you got a girl in, your, girl in your room. She's telling you, yeah, we can do everything. I'll suck your dick. I'll ride you. Yeah. I'll cook you breakfast and everything. Right. But yeah, you choose to play 21 questions with her. It's like, what, 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 what? <laughs> what the fuck you doing? Yeah, literally, bro. Like, it's like, wow. And even though we said a bunch of stuff and we we, we, we spoke very aggressively. Mm-hmm. This is, this right, this whole entire week between, this whole entire debacle with the inclusion of Kyrie and Kanye, right? Right. With the dudes on Fox News. Yeah. Tells you. Should tell everybody. Every black person. Not Negroes. Black people. That. This is why most people are saying the black community is done. We will leave right there. This is why. They, this, 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 all this shit says. This is why people say that the black community is yeah. done. All that. Oh. We gonna have hope. Bro. There's people who ain't hanging on to hope no more. They talking about they thinking they trying to take care of their family. They ain't hanging on no hope. No, I, I'm trying to make money. Yes, they ain't stun no hope. They ain't trying to do no. No, they need guarantees right now. They yeah. need no hope. So they we don't run on hope. No, we want on pure hard work, determination, and guarantees. Yes. So, if you choose to hang on hope, you are gonna continue to struggle. Still saying, still do the same thing you've been doing every day. And that's the definition of insanity. Yes. And then complaining about why your life suck. Yes. Nope. Can't. You you stay there. You can mm-hmm. go do that. Won't be me. No. With my people. My people's gonna be good. So, with that being said, if you're offended, hey man, we just keeping it real. 
this is not this is not the podcast for us to kowtow and pander. We're just <laughs> keeping it honest. You have your opinions. There's the comment section on TikTok. There's the comment section on Instagram. Feel free, brother. <laughs> Ladies and gents, you can do whatever you feel. I'm welcome to it. We're just keeping it honest. Now, we've sat there and mentioned. Now, with that, that being said, hope you guys enjoyed the show. My name is Coach. And my name is Folgers. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And you ain't got anything? You good? Nah, I said enough. Because <laughs> I already know by the time you post this shit and start making the clips, I already know it's coming. I'm prepared. <laughs> and thank y'all for tuning in. And we are out. Peace.